welcome to The View Looks Good with me, Ander Passas, and my wonderful friend, Kim Fanikirk. So this morning, well, we thought we had 20 minutes. We're now down to nine. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to share some thoughts and ideas, although Anne's giving me the look of, I have no idea where you're going with this conversation. Um, and yet I know her thoughts will be amazing. To be fair, we sat down and Kim said, we are going to talk about goal setting and then push play. And I was like, um, <laughs> context? <laughs> we don't need context because it's all there. Goal setting. Mm-hmm. How frequently are you setting goals for your work? It's con- and it, it's constant, but it's also like learned to be important that you set Ooh. ambitious goals. You set um, goals that you can't really achieve, so that it pushes you to go beyond your ability. You set your daily tasks and prioritizing them, so that you can tick them off the list and make can make you. F- so yes, it's goals for work, goals for family, goals for where do we want to be in a few years' time, and picking up schools for kids. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Right. So now, what's so lovely listening to you talking about that is how the quality of just describing goal setting sounds like so much extending energy. Like your sympathetic nervous system is properly kicked in. It's got like oomph behind it, but like kind of like fear-driven oomph of like, if you don't set these goals, then you're not going to be moving forward and hitting them. And I think that's what I really want to spend just a couple of minutes exploring today is how do you set goals from a ventral state? Because clearly if you are working from your dorsal retreating energy, you're probably not setting goals or you are, but they're very timid. Um, They don't really make your heart sing. It's sort of like a, oh, well, I'll move things forward a little bit today, but it's not, you know, it's not getting you your heart like soaring with excitement Mm. and yet we want to avoid well I think we want to avoid the sympathetic big extending energy goals because of what they do to our nervous systems trying to reach them Mm. so if we think about goals we've set or been set as you know having line managers say to you right this is the target and you don't feel like that's achievable it's terrifying and you know thinking about how that can set your nervous system into a retreat you start feeling so overwhelmed you're just procrastinating Mm -hmm. or you're out there now feeling like you've got to just push charge you know and you're heading into burnout territory because of this goal being set and the thing is We know as managers that you set the ambitious goal, it triggers the sympathetic nervous system. You know your teams are probably likely to get there. So we sit and kind of make burnout an okay thing because if you go there, you can hit the target. And you'll be rewarded handsomely. Oh, you'll be so rewarded. You'll have a lifetime of medical problems and bills to pay because you're going to be sick a lot and unhappy. But you'll be rewarded. (laughs) (laughs) What I wanted to say was more, it's, it's not so much the goal itself, and that's what I'm hearing you saying, but the space with which you set the goal. So... Somebody can have a really ambitious goal. I was, I was just watching this kid who spent over a thousand days in a tent to raise money for, 
for um, uh, I can't think of the a charity. Yeah. And it just started off with like that. My my uncle, he was sick, gave me the tent, and I wanted to spend some time outside. And he didn't think it would go on for three years, but it's gone on for three years, and he's raised over eight hundred thousand pounds doing this. So that's an ambitious goal. If I were to think about ambitious goals, or if you know if. If you told me you need to raise eight hundred thousand pounds for charity, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it seems like where he's come from is such a ventral space in doing it. He's he's listened, he's followed, he's he's been guided by something that is in a balanced space. Yeah. Compared to, as I said, if somebody just told me I'd write you and you need to raise eight hundred thousand pounds in the next three years go make it happen, that sends me into a retreating instantly. Yeah. And that's why I, I like, can you elaborate a little bit more on that in the sense of when you're setting the goals, how do you get into your ventral space? Well, it doesn't come from fear when you're setting a ventral goal. It comes from, like, an excitement, mm-hmm. uh, the, oh, what if we could do this? It comes from, it's it's close more closely aligned with that word of inspiration, mm-hmm. right? I'm so inspired to see this thing come to fruition that that is coming from a state of safety because it's, it's a little bit like saying, this is my dream. This is what I want to see materializing. This is how I want to see the world. This is what I want to see this team achieving and enjoying achieving because I know it's ca- they're capable of it. Um, so it comes not from a place of fear, necessity. If we don't hit these targets, we are not making breaking even. We're no, you know, we're not making uh, shareholders happy. We're not making investors happy. Like, it comes from a completely different place of belief that it's possible. Mm-hmm. So it, and because it feels like it's totally doable, again, it's not a fear state. You don't feel that your team is going to have to go into some kind of crazy productivity in order to achieve. And it regulates them then into a nervous system state of safety as well. Might take them, they might have a little swing in the beginning, but setting a goal feels like dreaming up a version of the future that you just want to see happening. Mm. Yeah, and that's the difference, I think. Mm. It's still ambitious. It's still transformational. A lot of the time, that's what... It can't be the same as yesterday with a little bit on the top. That isn't inspiring enough. So it's just a subtle remix. Mm. It is bold a lot of the time. It is often undone before, but it feels so exciting like you can't resist going there. I don't know why the image has come to mind for me. Like, you know, when you look at travel photographs of the most beautiful places on the planet and you're like, oh my goodness, I want to go there. You know, it's that same sort of feeling of like, oh, this is, oh, this could be possible for this team. I want to go there. I want to go there. Um, And then, of course, you imagine what it's like to communicate a goal from that place you're not terrified of how it's going to land Mm. you're excited to share it you are absolutely comfortable that people might have their doubt Mm -hmm. whether about whether they can get there 
And then instead of swinging to that doubt, you co-regulate them to your absolute belief that it's possible. Yeah. I think that is so powerful, especially with senior leadership at setting those kinds of goals is that they have this belief in it. So that sort of unwavering, yeah, this is where we're going to get to. Um, it's not always easy, just like if you do a marathon, doesn't mean that it's not going to be without tears at some points in time, but but we're going to do it because we've got it in us. Yeah, It does make me reflect on our podcast from last week where we were talking about moving away from society's thoughts of what we need to be and re- renegotiating our... Identities. Yeah, our yeah. identities. And, and that I almost feel there's quite a lot of overlap with that, is that if you start to notice yourself thinking about, okay, what will my boss think about this? What will others think about this? Does this look important enough? Does this feel like it's significant, it's significant enough for society? That's probably a bit of an indication that you've moved into an extending space. You've moved out of ventral compared to that re- renegotiating your own identity, similarly with your goals sitting with it inside of you it just it emerges it bubbles up it you can't stop it because it wants to exist oh i love that so much i mean imagine interviewing people for roles and you know you're asking what would your vision be for the team what where would you want to go i think that's it that's the distinguishing thing is that someone can communicate that from a place of fear of I'm not sure, but I'd like it to be this, and maybe this is possible, which is quite retreating. Or it just sounds a bit like hot air, which Mm. is what happens when you share goals from extending. Mm -hmm. You're like, "Mm, yeah, that sounds nice, but I'm not really convinced. Um, And ultimately, that's what's so challenging in a team, right? You have a boss that says to you, come on, we're going to hit this target this year. And you can hear my voice is already like, it's just none, none, of that, none of that says, I have certainty, I have absolute belief in this, and I have belief in you. Um, so sitting in front of someone in an interview who can, what I love about what you said is it made me feel like it really is a sense of certainty that sort of comes out of your pores. Yeah. Like it is that your body feels that sense of certainty about what's possible. Yeah. And... That is how people light up a room in terms of inspiring people on a concept. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's why I get so pissed off with all these online things of how to impress your interviewer and how to answer your question about where you want to be in five years. And I'm like, no, (laughs) stop it. (laughs) Because that kind of messaging, not to make anybody wrong, (laughs) but that kind of messaging that says that you don't have the answer in you. Yeah. You need to hack it based on what people want to hear. And if we could change that whole thing to say, you have the answer in you. It might not be for everything. And sometimes your interviews or your goal settings are not for that company or that group. Uh, That's fine. That's great information. Hard to hear sometimes, but that's great information. Go and find the company, the group, where it fits and where uh, you feel your goals are relevant. And they are going to contribute towards it. Um, yeah, which has got me thinking we should also do another session talking about how do you keep people wedded to your vision or keep people, not wedded, people uh, grounded 
you know, to a big vision that does feel ambitious, how do you keep bringing them back as they swing? Mm. That feels like another nice one for another time. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Beautiful. And our time is up. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> If you've enjoyed listening, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss the next episode.